It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we are coming down the home stretch of primary election season in the United States before we pivot to the general election in November. The headlines today, of course, there are two powerful Democrats facing off in a New York primary, the battle for governor uh, against Ron DeSantis uh, for that seat in Florida uh, gets very serious today. And a special election kicks off uh, what will tell candidates what voters are looking for this fall. So it is once again primary election day in America. Beyond the headlines, what does it really mean for you, for me and for the fall? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, it is uh, the final primary election day. Thank heavens. I thought it would never come. And then we'll get a little reprieve, I think, for about 48 hours. And then, as we've been talking about, the president will really kick off the fall campaign a little early. Uh, Normally, you wait until after Labor Day. uh, But the president's going to start warming up on the campaign trail on Thursday this week. And then that will start a 35-state blitz from uh, the administration, and they will really be signaling what the messaging is going to be for the Democrats and for the administration come fall. Uh, Republicans will counter, of course, uh, based on some of these election results today, Uh, and then we will all march forward uh, into, we have 77 days left until November the 8th, and so we will start counting those down as well. Uh, So let's look at some of the key races today. And most of the races today are really centered on the Democrats and some really interesting challenges there. Of course, in the state of New York, New York politics is always complicated, to say the least. And this year in particular, it is more complicated than ever because New York continues to have a declining population, which means they are losing congressional districts, congressional seats. And so one of those uh, is going to be the New York 12th district, uh, which is now a combined district uh, that features two very prominent and very powerful congressional Democrats. Jerry Nadler, of course, uh, who took front uh, stage during the impeachment proceedings. You have Carolyn Maloney, uh, who is the the head of the Oversight Committee. Uh, We usually say the all-powerful Oversight Committee in the House because it has the ability to subpoena and really go after things Uh, And we've seen that in both Republicans and Democratic administrations. Uh, You saw when uh, Jason Chaffetz from Utah was over that committee, and that was when a lot of the Hillary Clinton issues were arising, and he uh, called many witnesses before that committee. Of course, uh, Representative Maloney has been involved with a lot of things going on with former President Donald Trump. So these are two very powerful Democrats in New York who now find themselves hanging on for their political lives And they're making their final cases today to the people of New York and kind of nationally as well. Uh, Let's start with uh, Jerry Nadler. He cast his ballot earlier today. He explained briefly why he thinks New Yorkers should vote for him today. That I'm the more principled progressive, that I've cast a 
hard votes, uh, uh, unpopular votes at the time that uh, have proven right, uh, like voting against the war in Iraq, uh, voting against the Patriot Act, voting uh, for the Iran deal. Uh, they were unpopular at the time, but I did what I thought was right, and I think time has proven that I was right. Uh, so that's uh, Chairman Nadler making uh, making his case to the people of New York. And uh, really interesting, uh, Chuck Schumer, who, of course, is the majority leader in the United States Senate uh, and a very powerful Democrat in the state of New York, has been for many decades now. He rarely uses his political capital in races inside the state, uh, which as a former staffer, I think is a, a brilliant strategy by him. But he chose to weigh in on this particular race, and he has endorsed Congressman Nadler. Uh, to take that 12th district seat. So very interesting. Representative uh, Carolyn Maloney, uh, she responded to the fact that Senator Schumer had spent some of that political uh, capital and endorsed her opponent. Well, he doesn't live here, and it doesn't surprise me. The old boys network is very, very close, and they support each other. Um, And we know that women are very underrepresented in Congress. Uh, We're 51% of the population, but 24% of electeds across the country. One in four people is a woman. We need more women's forces, and when women are in the room and part of the decision-making, the conversation changes. So a very interesting uh, response there from Representative Maloney, making it a, a men versus women issue. Uh, interesting. I think that it has a place to be sure. But I th- also think that Representative Maloney just has a record to run on. And she is in a powerful position. And uh, it was surprising that she didn't lean into some of those things. Uh, she made it a, a much more of a defensive posture, which I think politically was uh, was not what I would have advised. Because uh, I think she has done some great things for New York. She's clearly represented those who elected her. And uh, to to kind of make it into a different kind of battle, uh, I'm not sure that's helpful for her uh, down the stretch. Uh, so let's go down south now, all the way down to the, from New York, all the way down to Florida. And in Florida, of course, it's the governor's race on the Democratic side that has caught most of the attention. And uh, so interesting, this is how politics always swims. Uh, you have a former Republican governor turned independent, turned Democratic lawmaker, Charlie Crist, uh, is uh, probably in the lead and has the advantage going into Election Day to win the Democratic nomination to then take on Ron DeSantis. And uh, earlier uh, this week on MSNBC, uh, Charlie Crist was already pivoting to that battle between he and the current governor, Ron DeSantis, saying that DeSantis focus was somewhere else. He's taken his eye off the ball. He's not focused on Florida. He campaigned in four states this week for quacks on the other side. I mean, it's remarkable what he's done. And he's doing it just to pursue the Republican nomination for president. But he's forgotten. Florida's a third registered Republican, a third registered Democratic, and a third registered Independent. Florida is the definition of a swing state. DeSantis thinks it's, you know, dark red. It's not. So very interesting strategy down the stretch for Charlie Chris. So this is an interesting political move. He's saying, hey, this is really about me and the current governor, Ron DeSantis. Uh, So kind of dismissing and discounting his Democratic opponent, who happens to be the agricultural commissioner, Nikki Fried, and uh, really kind of focusing this on a Chris DeSantis race and uh, saying that, hey, uh, DeSantis is running for president. He's not focused on Florida anymore. Uh, I'll be focused on Florida. I actually think that's a good strategy 
from Charlie Chris coming out of this. Uh, but let's go to the Agricultural Commissioner and uh, talk about the issues that she's trying to frame for Floridians as they go to the polls today. Overturning of Roe v. Wade is essential, not only in this primary, but the general election. If we're going to win in November, we need to make sure that we have a female at the top of our ticket, a 100% for life pro-choice Democrat. And that's the only way that women of the Republican Party or independents here in the state of Florida are willing to cross over. I am our best shot at taking this guy down and protecting democracy, not just here in the state of Florida, but for the entire country. All right. So, again, it's going to be very interesting to see how this breaks out and and really interesting because I, I think both uh, Governor Chris and Agricultural Commissioner uh, Nikki Fried are talking about Floridians in the right way. It's about a third, a third and a third uh, in terms of how the breakdown is between Democrats, Republicans and independents. Uh, the question then is, what are the issues that are going to actually get someone to go out and cast a vote late in August uh, in these uh, in these uh, primaries that are taking place today? So we'll continue to keep our eye on all of those results. will start uh, pouring in later this evening. You can stay with KSL throughout to uh, figure out how these will impact what things shape up for the fall. And so as we think about that and look at that pivot, uh, again, usually the pivot is about uh, Labor Day. The president's going to kick it off this week. The results from today will definitely animate and maybe even demonstrate what messages are ringing true and those that should be framed for the general election uh, and those that are simply not going to cut it. And then the pivot will come and uh, we'll begin the debate that will be the midterm elections that will be very important to the president and his agenda, his administration, as well as those uh, from Republicans trying to regain control of either the House, the Senate, or both. Uh, I think there's a lot of twists and turns that are yet to come. But the important thing is for us to get beyond those headlines and start getting down past the politics to what are the policies and how are they going to impact you around your kitchen table, in your house, and in your community. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.